Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's G. Renesina. Uh, G, you are the founder and CEO of Kexino. Did I get all that right, by the way? You got that perfectly right. Okay. Josh. Well done. <laughs> so, Kexino is found on the web. I'm going to spell this it's K E X I N O.com. G, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's really nice to be here. Thanks for the opportunity, Josh. I really appreciate it. You are a Brit that's founded himself uh, in France for the past 20 years. Uh, and uh, tell us a bit about Kexino. Well, we're a small business marketing agency. Um, we've been going for the last 14 years. Uh, in that time, we've helped probably around 350, 400 startups and small businesses produce better, more relevant marketing strategies and, and, and tactics, really. Um we help businesses in, in all industries. There's no particular metier, if you like. It's uh, branding, strategy, logo design, website development, print, SEO, copywriting, PR. Um, but a, a lot of the stuff is really focused more on a strategic end rather than tactical stuff because, you know, at the end of the day, anybody and his wife can do the tactical stuff, right? I mean, the, yeah. uh, the real differentiation we feel is that we – Firstly, we come across, we, we come at every project from a business perspective rather than a marketing perspective. Um, yeah. and the other thing is that we, 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 we focus very much upfront on the messaging, positioning and value articulation of the client that we're working with over and above all the uh, tactical stuff. Because if you do your homework and you get that stuff right, then the other stuff becomes a lot, lot easier. <laughs> it really is. Tactics are overrated. There's your tweet for our listener right now. Go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and tweet that out. You can attribute it to, I think, to both me and G. <laughs> you, you can take it, Josh. I'll give that to you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. And so when we think about um, strategy then, right? And, and I agree. So if you've got really great authority, if your branding is on point, like if it's really easy to build a relationship with you and it's just, we have clarity, who are you? What do you do? What's the problem that you solve that as a customer, as a client, I care about? I don't care about your, um, you know, your generally facts and figures and, you know, features. I, I care about, can you solve my problem? But how do you, how do you discover that when you're working with a client to say, okay, let's take a step back here because I feel like you're putting, because it sounds like you probably encounter clients where you're like, I feel like you're putting a lot of bad money out there. It's kind of garbage in, garbage out. I think there's 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 two things to unpack there, really. I mean, n number one, I think um, too many um, startups and small business owners self-diagnose what the problem is, even before they even come to us, right? They, mm, they'll come they to us and say, something's wrong. 
yeah, they know something's wrong, but they they actually appoint the problem based upon their gut feeling and not necessarily where the actual problem is. So they'll come to us and say, we need a new website, or we need a new ad campaign, or we need a new logo, we need a new brand, we need a new whatever. And quite often, that's not the problem, the underlying problem that needs to be solved. And the thing is, what they're doing is they're self-diagnosing, okay? Mm. Like, you know, if if you if you go to the doctor um, with a pain in your chest, it's up to the doctor to diagnose what's wrong with you, right? You go to the doctor and you say, these are my symptoms. You don't go to the doctor and say, hey, I've got angina. Give me some angina heart medicine. Right? No, right. That's the, that's the doctor's <laughs> job, right? So what what you do is you say, look, doctor, these are these are my symptoms. These are the problems, and the doctor will take a look at you, examine you, right, ask you a few questions about your diet and all the rest of it, and then mm. from that he will come up with a diagnosis and say, right, this is the underlying problem. This is what needs to be solved. Um, but what happens too often in in our world? is that a client will come to us and say, we need a new, for instance, let's say it's a need a new website. Um, and okay, design is very subjective, right? You know, one man's meat is another man's poison. What you like, I don't like, and vice versa, right? But apart from that side of things, what usually is the problem, the reason why uh, a business is looking to get a new website is because of conversions, right? It's not getting mm-hmm. enough leads. And the problem, usually the reason why they're not getting enough leads is because they're not saying anything worth reading, right? There's no meat in the sandwich. And there's there's the problem. They're not actually getting to the crux of the matter. So if we came in and just did a nice-looking website with the same content, you'd still have the same problem, but you'd just be out of pocket for the cost of the website. So it's our job, or any marketing agency of repute's job, I would contend, to find out what the underlying problem is and absolve that, right? Otherwise, it's like going to the doctor and saying, hey, I've got angina, give me a heart medication, when really the problem could be maybe you had some spicy food last night and that's the problem, right? It's up to the doctor to find that out. Um, so firstly, I think it's it's focusing on that. Um, secondly, I think it's a question of actually developing mass- messaging, positioning, value articulation around the customer problem. You mentioned it earlier on. Too many of these startups and small businesses are focusing on me. You know, we do this, we're that, we're the best, yeah. we're the this, we're the that. At the end of the day, you know, customers don't care, right? Customers have a problem and they're looking around to find the best provider of a solution to that problem. And so you need to articulate whatever you're selling in the ways that they're articulating their problem, right? So it's not about, hey, we have three offices in two countries, we have 400 employees, and we've been in business for 30 years, because that's me, right? When, when, I, when I hear that, it just means, well, you've got a bigger overhead than you need to. So your prices are going to be worth reviewing, right? So why not start at the point of where the customer problem is, how you'll solve that problem, and the deliverable at the end of the day, what the customer can measure and see tangible results at the end of it. And this is what most, let's call people who call themselves marketers, <laughs> I'll call them that because I, I personally don't call, think they can dignify the term by calling themselves marketers. 
They're all straight into the tactical stuff without doing the basic homework, which is research, segmentation, um, positioning, messaging, all of that good stuff, which is boring, which is legwork, which is, you know, it's a lot of work. It's not very glamorous, but that's the stuff that needs to be done right up front if you're going to make a tangible difference and save money in in the subsequent parts of the chain moving forward. What do you think are the elements of a really great first impression? Identifying, well, it depends on, um, obviously it depends on the, uh, the business, the client, the industry, the audience, all the rest of it, right? But in terms of the great first impression, it's having the customer, the viewer, the reader, the listener, whomever, clearly see that or identify that the solution you're providing fits with the problem they think they have, right? And you don't have to, as a, as a customer, you don't have to wade through the weeds to, to actually unearth the, the golden nugget amongst all of the verbiage and jibber jabber that's been written around the, uh, the, the, the narrative around the, the, the provider so that you don't have to join the dots. It's very clear, very concise about what the company does, how it solves a problem, um, and then you take it from there. Because that's that's how people that's how people search, right? People don't search for <clears throat> um, what you do. People search on the problem they have. So unless you can succinctly and efficiently articulate how your particular brand narrative solves that problem they're going to be gone and they're going to be going somewhere else. If they have to fight to actually unearth the information they're looking for, then you're already on the back foot. And also you have to remember that by the time they come to you from a website perspective initially, they've already done their homework. They've already done their research, right? If you think you're the, right. If you think you're the first company that they've stumbled on and they've got in contact with you, there's a bridge I'd like to sell you, right? You know? <laughs> um, so you have to understand that the, the customer's day is, is a lot more knowledgeable and not more savvy and not more with what, how you as a business stand up with who they see as being your immediate competitors. Notice I say what they see as being your immediate competitors because you may not see that. You may be competing with uh, companies which you don't even realize you're competing with. Let me give you an example, if I can. Supposing you are in, you're supposing you're selling ice cream, all right? Really good ice cream. Now you think it's a nice hot summer day. We're all looking forward to those hot summer days <laughs> if we're in the Northern Hemisphere, right? Uh, you're on a hot summer day and as a customer, you think, hey, I could really do with an ice cream, right? So if you're an ice cream seller, you think, that your direct competitors are other ice cream sellers. But mm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. No. Right? Right? Per- you know, perhaps you want to have a Slurpee. Perhaps you want to have an ice, uh, uh, snow cone, right? Perhaps you want to have, if it's a little bit later on in the afternoon, Josh, maybe you want to have a nice chilled glass of wine, right? All of these things are in competition with the solution of an ice cream depending on context, depending on audience, depending on the environment. 
And this is what I mean about understanding your competitors in your customers' eyes and not in yours. You know, not only, obviously, are they aware of other potential ways of solving that pain that they have, and they've probably spent some good time there, but before they reach out, before they email you, before they schedule, before you're even aware of them, they've also done their due diligence on you. Otherwise, there's no way that they don't yet have the comfort level to reach out and connect with you until, okay, okay, okay. No red flags, lots of green check marks. And so I love this concept of making it ridiculously easy for people to get to know you and you know, maybe see some of that social proof, maybe see some of those authority indicators. Can you talk about maybe ways that that I think anybody could make it a little bit easier to build that relationship virtually so that we can, you know, kind of build up that confidence in that next stage and that next step in the relationship? Well, I, I think it's about being humble, right? And I think it's about putting your your feet in the shoes of the customer. Too often I see Businesses of all sizes, I mean, small ones as well as the big ones, making really rudimentary mistakes in overly complicating stuff just for the sake of making it complicated, right? I don't know, maybe they think it's they're, they're being clever or something, okay? But at this initial interaction, right, something very clear, succinct, and salient is, is the order of the day. That's what needs to happen. Now, what that looks like? comes back to the first point, which is to do your research. And how do you do your research? It's very simple. You speak to your customers, right? You speak to, ideally you just need to speak to a broad range of customers, not just the, uh, the advocates who, you know, who'll wave your flag from the highest mast as for as long as they're, they're around. Um, you, you want to find a cross section of advocates, um, from various different, um, backgrounds, uh, very different applications for whatever it is you're selling. Also, what you what's really interesting, if you can, is to speak with customers who either didn't buy or customers who are no longer customers. Because quite often they can reveal a lot of insight that, you know, the, the, the people who love you don't like to tell you the bad stuff, right? But the people who don't have that skin in the game are a little bit more open. Um, you know, one, one of the f- one of my favourite questions I like to ask customers um, for, on on behalf of a client is, um, "What nearly prevented you to buy?" Right, because usually there's one small obstacle, a little little hurdle that you need to get to push you over the edge. Wow, right? that is a really what, great question. Isn't, isn't what it? Nearly isn't it great? prevented you from buying. What That's almost gold. stopped you buying? That, you know, and if you can find that, and it's different for everyone, right? If you can find that, because these are the small obstacles to sale, right? Um, and it may not be sale at the end of that funnel, right? It may be conversions up upstream, but you're, you're, you're trying to remove those obstacles as much mm. as possible, right? Um, and it all starts and ends, you know, with, with, with the, uh, the people who are paying all our salaries, the customer. Mm-hmm. So it's it's spending the time right up front to find out how they articulate the problem, 
the words, the verbiage they use, because that's how you pepper your copy. And that's also how you appear well in SEO, for example, because those are the words that they're using, not you, not you, right? And that's how you start with shaping how you're, how you're articulating whatever it is you're selling. That's, that's where it all starts. Yeah. G, um, your website, Kexino, and the, it's K-E-X-I-N-O.com. When somebody goes there, um, how, you know, let's say again, just thinking about who our listener is, they're becoming aware of you for the first time. You know, they're either going to be like, Hey, I really need to check this guy out. Uh, or, you know, they're like, eh, you know, the, but for the people, we, we want to focus on the on the willing. We want to focus on those that are interested. They're hearing this conversation. And so they're like, okay, I'm going to go check out G's website here. That seems like a very natural kind of next step in the evolution of a podcast listener. Um, so they'll go to kexino.com. When they do that, then what do they do next in, in your customer journey? For us? We're getting very we- meta. <laughs> We are, but this is good. This is good. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Um, for, for, for us, the role, once, once we've land, once the, uh, the visitor has landed on our site, what we're trying to do is to, is, to, is to prove ourselves to them, right? And that comes down to one word, trust, right? No matter who you are, no matter what you're selling, no matter what market you're in, every single business on the planet is that at that first customer interaction selling the same thing? We're all selling trust. Because if I don't trust you, I'm not going to buy from you. Right? So I like to think that the website, the verbiage, the look and feel, the way that we choose to describe what we do is a, um, is an echo of who we are as people. Right? It is very conversational. It is very one to one. There's no, you know, 27 syllable words and, um, uh, gobbledygook copied from some marketing dictionary or anything else. It's, it's very down to earth conversational stuff it's to explain exactly not just what we do and how we do it, what we don't do, the types of um, businesses that we're not interested in. Um, and obviously, um, from the social proof stuff, like you mentioned before, um, to have that backed up by real world tangible, um, evidence. Which which um, people can go and, and 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 check out. So once the the trust is established, then it's a question of getting people to come back because it's very rare that people come to your site and then decide once. Right? They need. I mean, you know, depending on who you read or who you listen to, this could be anywhere between sort of five and ten touches, as they call it, which sounds sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? But five and ten touches between. Um, your brand and the customer before they'll actually compel them to action. So there needs to be a reason. So whether that's on the website from, um, the, the articles that, that we have, the information that we provide, um, whether it's on our social channels, other, whether it's on wonderful channels like, um, your podcast, for example, right? Um, to, to get them interested, to show that we're the real deal, right? You know, yeah, being around for 14 years, you know, that has a certain trust indicator to it as well. Oh, yeah. We're, you know, we're, but, we're, but we're starting from scratch each, you know, each, each time, Josh. You know, it's nothing that we take for granted. Um, and we have a very particular way of doing things. Um, and, you know, even though we're based in Europe, 
90% of uh, our business comes out of the US. Nine of my people are in the US. Uh, we're, you know, we're 19 people in nine countries. Um, and it, it, it seems to work. Touch wood. It can may long continue. Um, and that's, that's how we work. It's, it's not revolutionary, I suppose, but I think it's the combination of a business driven focus overlaid with the, the marketing, um, acumen that we have internally at the team is the reason why we're so successful. Yeah. Fantastic. G run Asina. Again, your website, kexino.com. That's K-E-X-I-N-O.com. G, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Well, thanks again. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.